Meet the Baileys, if you can. It's hard to get to know them because their schedule doesn't allow much time to cultivate close friends. But they do have a lot of acquaintances. They meet them through the numerous projects that make up their day. Frank, a salesman, sets the pace. He's so used to a crowded schedule that he feels guilty when he isn't in motion. He belongs to two civic clubs, oversees the United Fund Drive every year, coaches soccer, plays racquetball twice a week, trains for an annual marathon, teaches junior high Sunday school, and maintains a beautifully landscaped yard. His latest toy is a cellular car phone. His wife, Leslie, works part-time. That way, she has plenty of time left over to be busy. Leslie is always creating new projects. It's interesting to visit their house once a year to see all the changes she has made. Redecorating is the way I relax, she's always saying. Like her husband, Leslie is committed to physical fitness and civic improvements. She works out every day and volunteers several hours a week to her political party. The only time her neighbors get to visit with her is when she knocks on their door with yet another petition. The Bailey kids are busy being president of this and captain of that. They seldom have time to get into trouble. Most parents would love to have them as their children. The Baileys are the envy of the neighborhood. On the surface, they look ideal. But their industrious veneer hides one of the standard marks of a hurried family. They can't relax. It's not that they don't relax. It's that they can't relax even if they wanted to. What some would describe as resourcefulness is just a cover-up for restlessness. It's their way of not having to be idle. The Baileys aren't bad. They're just too busy. How about the Grahams? You know when you're nearing the Grahams residence by the sounds blurring from behind their walls. It's hard to tell exactly what the music is, however, because of the different strains emanating from different rooms. You might say the place is filled with entertainment. As you walk in the front door, you notice the television talking to itself in the family room. Elevator music slurps out of the intercom. Top 40 grinds from their 13-year-old's bedroom. It's the farthest from their parents. As you walk into the kitchen, you find Janet Graham talking on the phone permanently fixed under her chin while stirring a cake mix for tonight's dinner. From her kitchen vantage point, she keeps an eye on the TV blaring in the dining room. Her favorite afternoon talk show host has just begun interviewing a nutritionist who promises the diet to end cellulite forever. Gordon Graham loves big band jazz. You can usually hear Count Basie before you see Gordon's car. He likes to eat as soon as he arrives home. Tonight will be no exception. The family will gather in the dining room for supper, and as usual, they will find out more about the cast of Mash's Day than they will about their own. Every Graham sleeps with his or her radio on. Their bodies slumber, but their spirits do not rest. They are a sad example of the second mark of a hurried family. They can't enjoy quiet. The Grahams are intimidated by silence. As their hearts cry out for rest, they answer back with entertainment. By keeping their brains occupied with external sounds, they don't have to face the emptiness within. Noise is the volume that helps them cope with their inner restlessness. The greatest gift the Graham family could receive would be for lightning to strike a local substation and shut off the power for several days. But knowing Gordon Graham, he'd just crank up the Honda generator he keeps for just such emergencies. He bought it last summer for their two-week camping trip. They almost couldn't get it in their van because of the video cassette recorder and television took up so much room. Now as we walk toward the end of the block, the noise from the Graham's house is only a faint din in the distance. Turning to the right, you can't help but be impressed by the two-story Tudor-style house about halfway down the street. It's the largest and most beautifully manicured home in the community. That's the Joneses. You know them. They're the ones everyone's trying to keep up with. Brian Jones is a professional landscaper. Sharon Jones is a professional shopper. She also sells real estate. They both enjoy the same hobby, reading catalogs. 
Sharon's best friends are her two daughters, Molly and Mindy. They spend most of their time developing their friendship at the mall. They never come home empty-handed. Michael, their youngest son, is preoccupied with upgrading. He's upgrading his bike, his computer, his skateboard, his image, and his friends. He's a chip off the old block. Michael's father gets a new car as soon as they are showcased. He's had four boats in six years. He's the only guy I know who had an addition built onto his pool. The Joneses telegraph the third mark of the hurried family. But contrary to what you might think, it's not materialism. With the economic blessings that the average American family enjoys, most homes would be considered materialistic. The Jones family is badgered by a far more serious and subtle enemy. The Joneses are never satisfied. 